We would like to say a special thank you to the Halleck, Minnesota Ecumenical Men's Bible Study for sponsoring this week's episode. But really, he's telling them like, <laughs> it's all of one, uh, all of one piece, right? Go and baptize. Yeah, that's what the impetus is there, right? Go and baptize. That's what he wants uh, to happen with all of his authority over heaven and earth. What does he? Uh, what is he authorizing people to do? Go, Go and baptize. What's up, everybody, and welcome back to Scripture First, the podcast that explores how the Lutheran lectionary is working in your life. I'm your host, Mason Van Essen. It's Holy Trinity Sunday, and Adam Curie and I ask Lars Olson in this week's conversation, what is the Trinity? What does it mean to have authority? And what does it mean that Jesus is always with us? Lars explains that Jesus saying, go and make disciples and baptize them in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit is very much a command, but that doesn't make Jesus the new Moses. Instead, Jesus is giving us his authority, the authority over literally everything to do these things. That is freedom. Let's get to it. Here's Matthew chapter 28, verses 16 through 20. Now the eleven disciples went to Galilee, to the mountain to which Jesus had directed them. When they saw him, they worshipped him, but some doubted. And Jesus came and said to them, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, in teaching them to obey everything that I have commanded you. And remember, I am with you always, to the end of the age. And now on to this week's conversation. Welcome back to Scripture First. We have Lars Olson with us this week. Thanks for being here, Lars. Thanks, Mason. I, I really like the way you put that uh, uh-huh. dramatic pause between <laughs> my name right. to make That's me right. sound even more like a superhero. That's terrific. Thank yeah. you. Clearly. <laughs> Big letdown. Yeah. yeah well, no. I'm then... sorry to disappoint everybody. <laughs> Well, thanks again, Lars, for joining us. Uh, we are in uh, the last chapter of Matthew. This is the last uh, words uh, from Matthew. It's Trinity Sunday. Maybe you can uh, uh, help us. What's the Trinity and why are we? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> why are we? We only have 20 minutes we here, only Adam. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Trinity Sunday comes after Pentecost every year um, as though, you know, you have Easter, then Pentecost, and uh, all of a sudden you realize that they're, uh, the God is triune. And even though the word Trinity doesn't appear in the Bible, um, we... Uh, have a Sunday of the church year to celebrate the Sunday of the Holy Trinity, where we confess that uh, God is Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, as it says here in Matthew 28 for our reading today. Yeah, and this is right after uh, the resurrection, and we hear uh, right from the beginning, now the 11 disciples went to Galilee, to the mountain to which Jesus had directed them. And maybe uh, the first thing that kind of comes up is, uh, what mountain? There's lots of mountains in scripture. Uh, but where and why? are you? Yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, so this the, uh, right after Jesus, uh, after the the two Marys, Mary and the other Mary, as it says, um, came to the tomb and and uh, were shocked to find that Jesus was risen and the, the stone was rolled back and an angel saying like, what are you doing here? Um, Jesus appears to them. And uh, of course, as always at the resurrection, people are freaked out that uh, Jesus is alive. They're not like, mm-hmm. this is what we were expecting. No, this is... Uh, even though he tells them. Even though he tells them this, You've told right? us this the whole time. Yeah, wow. it, is, it is one of the strange things about the, the whole gospel <laughs> message that Easter itself is unbelievable news. Mm-hmm. Uh, and But Jesus tells uh, the two Marys to go back to the 11 disciples now and uh, that he will meet them in Galilee. So that's where we pick this up now. Uh, they they have gone off to Galilee, and Jesus meets them on a mountain. It doesn't say what mountain. Mm-hmm. Uh, it doesn't tell us the name of the mountain. It just says that Jesus directed them to be there. But mountains, as Adam was pointing out, are uh, quite prominent in Scripture mm-hmm. uh, and in Matthew. Um, so the first mountain in Matthew is uh, when the devil takes Jesus up to a high mountain to tempt him with all the kingdoms of the earth. Um, and then Jesus, of course, has his sermon on the mount where he is uh, giving God's blessing um, to uh, the crowds that are gathered. And uh, then, of course, here now we have Jesus on the, oh, the Transfiguration Mountain. I almost skipped. That's a, that's a big one. And now here Jesus is saying, I'm going to meet you on the mountain. Uh, this also reminds us that uh, of mountains in, in other parts of the scriptures, especially, you know, Mount Carmel, where Elijah is in, encounters God on the mountain and such. Um, and, uh, uh, but most, most people remember that Moses went up Mount Sinai mm-hmm. to get the law. And so when you're on a mountain, um, Matthew seems to be making the point that there is kind of a revelation of God that is here. Uh, that they're receiving something from God. Um, and and uh, as we get into this, of course, you see that people think this is a revelation perhaps of a, like Moses got, right? A new law from Jesus. And we're even using words in here like uh, obey and command mm-hmm. uh, that really make this sound like um, Jesus is bringing them a new law and he's going to be the, the next, the, the Moses of the next age to come. Mm-hmm. And it is interesting because, I mean, Jesus can come to them anywhere. I mean, he comes through locked doors. I mean, he's not governed by some sort of, he needs to be in these certain places, but they go because Jesus said so. Right. I mean, his word, it happens. Right. So then my question for you in the next verse, it says, when they saw him, they worshiped him, but some doubted. Mm-hmm. So are we assuming that this is already after the disciples were in the room, the locked room, and Jesus came through, right? Yeah, so that's in John. This is at the very end of okay. Matthew, right? So my question then is why, because it, it said it then, but some doubted. But some doubted. Yeah, mm. they've already seen Jesus. They haven't, though. I mean, in, in Matthew's... Because these are the disciples. Right, in Matthew's timeline here, this is the first time that Jesus has shown up to the disciples, however. So this is that same situation, just in a different... Pretty much, right. Uh, but it's back in okay. Galilee now. So, um, so I mean, you can kind of... It, we can't tell if this is before or after uh, what's in John. This is that late, a few days later. Uh, I, I don't, I'm not trying to get into how does John uh, stack up against... Ma- I'm just trying to say that's what Matthew says, that Jesus told them to go to Galilee and he would direct them there and he meets them on the mountain, Yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Um, but they they doubt 
because uh, uh, one, the resurrection again is unbelievable. unbelievable. Yeah, uh, it's it's shocking news, and you kind of go into this saying like, "Well, we'll go check it out, right? Well, we'll go see if this is real." Mm-hmm. Uh, that's not actually uh, believing. But then Jesus is there, and they fall down at his feet. That's what this word worship actually means, right? To to give thanks, to fall at his feet, um, and uh, uh, but. There's also this kind of sense of doubt because what is he going to want next? What is this all about? Uh, and that's that that uh, vacillating that 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 we live by faith, right? We receive the promise and we say, "Thank you for uh, all that you have given me, done for me, promised me, oh God." And then we say, "But what is that going to mean for me now?" That's what's happening with the disciples. That's actually what that word doubt there means. It means to have uh, multiple opinions, different options. Uh, to be going in different directions, right? Not being able to decide where you are, which is actually why Jesus is appearing to them, to mm-hmm. take away their doubts, to remove their options, to make them absolutely certain and secure of what is to come. Well, okay. yeah, I mean, you, we hear this all the time in church that Jesus has defeated death. And that's great. You walk out of church, you're like feeling good. You just heard the message, but then all of a sudden, you're reminded of death somewhere else and right. you're, you're reminded of your own death. And then all of a sudden doubt creeps in. Can it be true? Yeah. yeah. Is this real? Or is this just people blowing smoke at me again, right? One, another one, another place where we're just lied to constantly. Or is Jesus actually true to his word? The disciples, even though they now see the risen Christ on the disciple, are still locked in this vacillating between faith and doubt. Mm-hmm. Right? As soon yeah. as you receive a promise, what happens? But the devil comes and attacks it. Which Did is interesting because really they're say? literally with him. Really right there. They're yeah. some <laughs> of the few and only who've actually truly witnessed mm-hmm. Jesus in the flesh after mm-hmm. the resurrection. Right. But it's important to note that verse 17, they saw Jesus. And then in verse 18, Jesus speaks to them. That's true. That's a really good point. Right. Uh, And it is exactly uh, one thing to have Jesus alive without his word. Another thing to have Jesus resurrected in his word for you. Right. Right. Um, Because who knows what the resurrected Jesus might be wanting from you or to do to you uh, until he says things like, peace be with you. Uh, uh, I am here on your side. Right. Well, the first part that he says is actually all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Mm-hmm. So he's just reaffirming to them who he is. Well, he's setting the stage now for for um, uh, what he's going to do with them, right? Okay. Uh, he's saying all authority in heaven and earth has been given to me um, because this is a now a new kingdom. The old heaven and the old earth pass away in his death and resurrection, mm-hmm. and now the new kingdom is here. And he is the ruler of the kingdom of God now. He's the ruler of this kingdom of faith. Who else is going to be the head of this? Is it going to be, you know, Pilate or Caesar or Herod or a king of the world? No, all, the whole world is coming to an end. But he's saying now all authority in heaven and on earth, and that means everywhere, right? Uh, that means there isn't a place where Jesus is not uh, ruling, which yeah. is going to be really important when he says, when he tells them where they should go. I guess, what, what would you mean, what would, uh, if someone came up to you and asked what authority even means, how would you, 
How would you answer that? Well, I mean, it's it, it's not a difficult thing. It's uh, power uh, and ability. It's mm-hmm. uh, the freedom to do as you want. Sure. Right. Um, this has been now given to him. He is the he uh, he is the one that has the freedom to do exactly what he wants in this new kingdom. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, he follows it up too. After he says that, go therefore and make disciples of all nations. We've heard this this part a lot. Mm-hmm. Growing up, everything. This is, um, I would say, this is probably said more than a lot of the other parts in this specific text. Yeah, this is a pretty famous verse. Yeah, right. <laughs> Baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy mm-hmm. Spirit. Yeah, sometimes people get this sense that uh, you know the like there's an exclamation point after go like he's like you're supposed to get out of here right so, yeah. uh, but really he's telling them that, like go. it's all of one uh, all of one piece right go and baptize yeah that's what the impetus is there right go and baptize that's what he wants uh, to happen with all of his authority over heaven and earth what does he uh, what is he authorizing people to do. Go. go and baptize. Make yeah. disciples. So he's essentially telling them to go and be preachers. Exactly. Well, uh, yes, uh, preaching now with the sacrament of baptism, mm-hmm. right? Okay, yeah. So he's preaching, but but in the way that you're saying that, yes, because he's going to, uh, because baptism itself is a sermon. It is a preaching. It is a giving of the promise. Yeah, yeah. Right? Uh, Adam had mentioned beforehand that this is, uh, you know, the reason this... this uh, is picked for Holy Trinity Sunday is because you have it right there, the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, which is, of course, how we baptize in there in that authority as Jesus wants it to happen mm-hmm. in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. So uh, back to the disciples' doubt and what this text is really all for us for the day is uh, baptism, therefore, is not our invention. Mm-hmm. It's not, uh, oh, Mason wants to do it this way, but Kiri wants to do it that way. And Adam came in and said, you both wrong. We're going to do it my way. <laughs> and Pastor Lars had to correct them all. Not, none of that. No, it's, it's uh, um, we're saying that, that baptism happens as Jesus wants it to happen, mm-hmm. not as we would choose, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, so he's taking away options, choices, and in, that, in so doing, taking away our doubts. Yeah, exactly. Because we're saying Jesus is t- told us how to do this. Yeah. And this part, is how he wants it done on his authority. There's no uh, hesitation or uncertainty. It's, it's, exactly. It's, he gives you a clear, straight line. Clear. Uh, <laughs> Ten-yard shot. So uh, as opposed to the disciples vacillating now between worship and doubt, now Jesus is saying, stop listening to yourself and listen only to me. Mm-hmm. Here's what baptism is for. What's an interesting... Uh, note there, go, go therefore and make disciples of all nations. Does that include the Jews here? Because I mean, the Jews, I'm, I assume even today doubt that Jesus was the Messiah. They don't believe that. So yeah, it, it, it when Jesus comes in saying all authority in heaven and earth has been given to me, that's kind of putting to bed any doubt that right. he is the Messiah. Right. And whenever you're getting uh, involved with things around the Jews, you get, you get, there's always, now we're getting back to doubts. Are we doing it right? Uh, is, are we okay with it? Uh, but the word in Greek is ethne, which means uh, the nations or the ethnic things, right? And um, uh, oftentimes the reason that's a question sometimes is because the Jews are uh, uh, are one and the ethne are another. Mm-hmm. Um, and so... But Jesus is really saying, go into 
heaven and earth and baptize, yeah. right? Yeah. On his authority, there is no place you cannot go with this word and give it to somebody. Mm-hmm. So that is even to the Jews. Now, uh, it gets a little bit sticky because, of course, um, uh, like the Jews have a promise from God of their own. Um, but that doesn't mean that we that, that stops us from going and saying, uh, here is Christ now, mm-hmm. in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. So you don't have to stop and say, well, we can't baptize a Jew. No. We also don't have to say uh, the Jews have to be baptized more than anybody else, right? I mean, <laughs> right. we don't have, we can stop getting uh, hysterical about these things as if um, going to baptize were a matter of the law rather than a matter of giving the promise. Mm-hmm. So he uh, continues on uh, in teaching them to obey everything that I have commanded. Um, I, I guess we, we kind of talked about this before the podcast, but uh, obey everything commanded. Uh, right. What What's uh, Christ referring to yeah, when he this, says this? Yeah, this starts to sound like, you know, um, here's Moses on the mountain yeah. um, giving the new tablets, and the tablets are baptized in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, and do it just right, and make sure that it's all uh, buttoned up just perfectly the way... Sounds that like you, a commandment. It sounds like... Yeah. It, the word is even there, right? Of course yeah. Jesus is giving a command. Um so yeah, it's, it's it's easy to to hear it that way, but um, that's not the only thing that a command does for us, right? I mean, if your um, uh, mother or father uh, see you and you're about to put your hand on the hot burner, yeah. what do they say? They scream. Keep going. Stop, oh, Keep Adam. You're mean. <laughs> uh, that's, wow. Uh, I might have to call. Uh, and ask no, what's, what's going on no. at home? Uh, watch out for your two daughters now. Holy cow! Uh, but okay, what they uh, no, should stop. say. Stop. There's a command, yeah. right? Stop. Cut it out. Don't mm-hmm. do that because yeah. you're you're trying to get their attention <laughs> yeah. and tell them clearly what uh, what needs to happen. Yeah. So um, yes, words like obey and command that are here are absolutely commands. I'm not even trying to get away from that. Um, but what Jesus is doing with that command is not saying, now it's on you to do it. Mm-hmm. He's trying to take away their doubt. Mm-hmm. Okay. He's telling them exactly what he uh, wants, what he is authorized to do, and giving them uh, this uh, the, the assurance that doing this in freedom is authorized. Mm-hmm. Okay. That they are not doing his word, um, doing it just right with the right amount of water or the right temperature of water or the right uh, baptizing people of exactly the right age or intellect. Or uh, you can go through the small catechism and find out how Luther talks about who baptism is for and it's not, you know, who has the, uh, what is it the water doing this? No, it's the freedom to say, I see somebody, uh, I can baptize them. Mm-hmm. And I can do this on Jesus' authority. And uh, he's commanding me so that it's not on my authority. Mm-hmm. It's not something I'm making up. It's not something I'm um, inventing. So that when somebody comes back to me and says, why did you do that to me? I don't say, well, it seemed good at the time. <laughs> you say, because Jesus Said so. gave it to us. Yeah. He commanded it. Mm-hmm. Not, uh, uh, again, not as Moses giving the law and saying, this now you must do but saying, you must do this because the gospel is going out. Jesus yeah. is raised. So it's not so much a, a way of, of doing it correctly. It's a way of just quoting Jesus. Exactly. So we're, we're so kind of doing like what Jesus us. said to do, and we're basing it on his authority. We're not inventing new words for it that are going to make people ask, why'd you do it that way? Mm. Okay. We're simply doing what Jesus 
gave us to. And he commanded it that way so that we would have no doubt about it. Mm-hmm. Okay. So it's similar to like when he gave like the Lord's Prayer. Yeah. He, ga- he gave the words so that we knew exactly what to say, how to say it. Exactly. It wasn't in order, but it was... It's a command. Pray this way. Yeah. Now, uh, now that's not like, you know, well, I checked it off the box yeah. and, uh, and I, I stumbled over that word. We're not getting legalistic about this. We're not turning this back into a, a law. We're saying this is the very freedom that Christ died to give to the world. It's a gift. It's a gift. Yeah. 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 So then he finishes out it out after and says, and remember, I am with you always to the end of the age. Yeah. I mean, this is the kind of the cherry on top, yeah, right? Uh, it exactly really what is. we're talking about. Um, he's not saying, uh, you guys, I'm headed off to heaven. Uh, you know, uh, Good you, luck. Guys, you guys fight over the franchising. Good luck. Uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, uh, Peter, he's going to go to the Gentiles. And, uh, and Peter, uh, I mean, Paul's, Paul's going to go to the Gentiles. And Peter's going to go to the Jews. And Thomas mm-hmm. is going to go wherever Tom, what? And, uh, you know, hopefully everything works out. No, he's saying, I'm with you always. And uh, I, I really don't like the uh, that word "remember" there because that actually sounds like a like another um, something to do, right? Oh yeah, I got to remember Jesus is with me. Rather, uh, you know that word is a very common word in the New Testament. It's "idu," and it just means look behold. or behold, right? Okay. And so, and behold, uh, I am with saying, you always. And look, you guys, <laughs> I'm not yeah. making franchises, <laughs> right? I am with you always. All the way until the end of the age. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, he's not saying I'm disappearing, and it's up to you, as if it were a, 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 the, the the new law given to you. He's saying I am with you always, and when you're doing this, you're doing this with me, mm-hmm. right? Uh, and so uh, and so there's all these series of questions that are just lingering behind um, this whole text that the, the, that are running through the doubting disciples' minds, right? Like, what's going to happen next? Jesus is here. Uh, where can we go? Who can we talk to? What can, ha- what can happen? And Jesus just starts to level all these questions, bring them to nothing um, by just giving these commands. Go and baptize. I am with yep. you. Mm-hmm. And There's ending, nothing that can stop you. Yeah, ending with a promise. And ends with the promise. I am with you always. On my authority, go and baptize, knowing that uh, you have my word on it always. And on that note, we've reached the end of this week's episode, my friends. Thank you to Lars Olson for breaking down this Holy Trinity Sunday text. Jesus told his disciples and us that he has the authority over everything, over everything in heaven and on earth. Because he has this power, we have the freedom to do what he's commanding, to make disciples and baptize them in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. We can do this because Jesus is with us forever. In Luther House of Studies podcast, Sing to the Lord, Zachary Brockhoff, Lars Olson, and I break down a hymn's history, lyrical meaning, and the way it preaches the gospel. Click on this episode's show notes for a link to Sing to the Lord's podcast feed to take a deep dive into your favorite hymns and discover a few gems you may not have heard of before. Thanks again for joining us this week. Go and make disciples and baptize in the Trinity's name. 
We'll see you next time on Scripture First.